Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we're talking about the comedy, The New Guy. And we're joined by our Instagram pal, Megan from 1999 Vibes. Hi, Megan. Hello. (laughs) So happy to be here. Thank y'all for having me. Super stoked to have you as well. If you guys are still curious about who Megan is, that means you haven't listened to the trailer episode and you should pause and go back and listen. If not, let's continue. (laughs) But before we dive in, let's get into some housekeeping. One day. (laughs) If you love the podcast and you want to support us, here are a few ways that you can. You can become one of our Patreon besties and gain access to exclusive content, including stickers, Ask Me Anythings, polls, bonus videos, live Spotify playlists, and more. Just head to patreon.com slash no more late fees. And if money is a little tight, no worries. You can really help us by writing us a review. Did you know writing a review and or rating us helps us get more listeners? Because it does. Let's read the review of the week. From Beers with Dad, one of our pals. Really cool podcast. Definitely check it out if you love craft beer. Jackie and Danielle are the best. Facts. Facts. (laughs) (laughs) They bring such a fun energy and fresh perspective to some of the movies we grew up with. A friendship like this cannot be faked. And it's a blast going along for the ride. Jackie, they have no idea we're faking it. Oh, I know. We just met on the street and we're like, oh, it was like we were in like a Goodwill and reach for the same movie. And we're like, oh, you like movies? Let's do a podcast together. Did we just become best friends? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Thank you to Johnny from Beers with Dad um, for leaving that really sweet review. Yes, we love our pod pals. If you want to be featured and help us grow, head to Apple, Spotify, Podchasers, Good Pods, or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. And you can also head on over to nomorelatefees.redbubble.com and scope out our merch. We got uh, merch, y'all. Merch. Merch. <laughs> uh, essentially, not going to lie, free advertising for us. Show off your love for the podcast at the same time. Win, win, win. You can get stickers there. Um, socks. All sorts of things. Jenny socks. says our socks are our best seller. <laughs> they are. Wow. Ken wore his socks on Saturday. He was very proud. But we also have t-shirts and like regular things you would find a podcast logo on. Also some abnormal things like a backpack or a duffel bag, if you will. Go check us out. See what we got. Yeah, and you can get a gold chain and get a clock and be <laughs> Flavor Flav because we it's got true. clocks as well. Shout out to our wonderful friend, David. He bought two shirts for him and our beautiful friend, Maru. So very excited about that. I have to get some for his girls. Love it. Let's dive into the movie. Let me give you a quick synopsis if you've never heard of the movie. Nerdy high school senior Dizzy Harrison has finally gotten lucky. He has a second chance to be the guy with no past in The New Guy, a hilarious story about wiping the slate clean and reinventing yourself, transforming from a dud to a stud. That, that, Mm. the language. Like, I I really, 
I really don't want to say anything unkind about DJ Qualls. No, no, like, no. But but Stud, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I think he's a beautiful human, truly. Yes. And he's his comedic timing great, but Stud is not. Mm. From- I mean, the studs are right here. Am <laughs> I right, Danielle? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and for those who are just listening i'm pointing to the o'connell brothers who make a really weird cameo for no reason can't (laughs) wait to get into that anyways you know what transforming from a dud to stud at his new school with the help of inmate luther geeky dizzy becomes the cool guy gil harris and sets out to destroy the popularity obsessed social system boost school morale and win the heart of Danielle not me not me (laughs) I was really confused I'm like why is your name in the bio oh yeah the character's name is Danielle there are more than one Danielle (laughs) it's hard to believe truly (laughs) and as we said the movie stars DJ Qualls Eliza Dushku Zoe Deschanel they're really trying to fuck with but I'm trying to read it you're doing well Lyle Lovett and Eddie Griffin Written by David Kendall, directed by Ed Dechter. And you can watch it on HBO Max and Amazon. And let me tell you, any of you guys who have an Amazon TV and you use your remote and say, you know, Alexa, show me the new guy, the bitch is lying to you. Mm. No, no, no. no. Swipe down from the top of your screen. Oh, God. (laughs) You activated her? I took, but anywho, if you have it on your TV and it tells you that you can rent it and doesn't show you the other options, it is on HBO Max. Because Jackie called me and said, it's not streaming. And I said, no, the hell it's not. And I found it on uh, HBO Max. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would plan repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. Trash. Trash. Set it on fire like the statue at yeah. the new school. <laughs> All right, Megan, we're going to start with you. What would your Y2K self give this movie? Would buy, would buy it again, for sure. Yeah. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time. That's saying a lot about me, but it just is. <laughs> it just is. It's so wacky, and I just love it so much. So, yeah. <laughs> Jackie? I'm really sorry, Megan. But I, I watched this movie once and never again. So I'm going to have to do a same day rental. Okay. I can see why people would think that. I have watched this movie multiple times. I have watched I it multiple you. times. I have actually like when it came on, I just sat and watched. But see the problem re- more recently, I watched it, but I only watched the end. Like up from the championship scene yeah so when I was going back to watch this I was like oh I just rewatched this this should be a breeze should be a breeze so I'm gonna say eh, I'm somewhere between a five-day rental and a two-day rental like how I felt about it back in the day 
I think the problem also is that I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan and my girl Eliza mm, mm. I love her so much and I mean I think so I loved her before Buffy because I was obsessed with the movie True Lies Mm -hmm. and I feel so bad that she had such a traumatic experience on the movie and it makes me not like the movie as much anymore and I also loved her with Juliet Lewis that night that night I love that movie I love I'm a huge fan of her too and let me just say I just figured out that you pronounce her name Dushku Dushku I've been yeah I've been saying Dushku this whole time (laughs) 30 years yeah so I I watched I I will admit I watched the new guy with commentary I, I don't think I've ever watched a movie with commentary before but I was just you know looking for facts and stuff so yeah that's how you pronounce her name is Dushku Dushku Uh which makes sense because my Kevin Smith trivia coming back (laughs) she was in James on the Bob's Trick Back his nickname for her is Duck Shoot because Uh he mispronounced her last name so that that makes makes more sense yeah love her love her love her very much I do really adore it. Like any time, any scene she was in made me happy. Yeah, <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> well, yeah. we, now that you guys have our ratings, we want to well, know. Well, Danielle, you didn't, uh, you said between a five day and a two day. I thought I land. could get away with it. Because uh-uh, I got to <laughs> put graphics up and last week you didn't give a rating. So I didn't No. Do I need to go back and record it or what? No, I just guessed. Oh, <laughs> just okay. give a rating for all this. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's a two day. It's a two day. I'm okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <You're> welcome. <laughs> and now that you guys have had, a, you have our rating. We want to know what your Y2K rating is too. So hit us up at No More Late Feeds on social and let us know where it ranks for you because you guys usually aren't shy I get a lot of dms saying I agree or I'm so mad at you I'm not talking to you (laughs) it's fair (laughs) (laughs) so let's get into the box office this movie had a budget of 13 million dollars Jesus they misyelled that they flipped it and reversed it for (laughs) I yeah I would just want to say a lot of the, the money that they used in this movie was because of the music. All of the music that they used was so iconic that it cost them so much money to use all these songs in this movie. I'm glad you brought this up. So I, I made a huge discovery. I'm obsessed now. So this movie, the person who was in charge of the music, because I had to ask, there's a ton of cameos in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, first of all, before I even get into that, we just read it and didn't say anything. The movie made $3.1 million. So oh it God. didn't even recoup. I had, right. I was like, I wrote these notes, right? <laughs> I wasn't sure, <laughs> but I know I copied and pasted. I'll double check in a second. But there is a man, his name is Ralph Sal or Saul. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but he was in charge of the movie, the music in the movie. And this man's career is just like mind-blowing. He did the music for almost every 90s and 2000s movies that we loved like can't hardly wait soundtrack because that was the only thing that was really keeping me grooving in this movie oh yeah was 
the fact there was mystical every 10 seconds. I think that's why I was so drawn to this movie at such a young age. Like it made me like fall in love with funk music in general, but also just music, you know, like I was jamming out the whole, the whole movie. There's a lot of funk. There's a lot of rap. There's there there is some some rock in here. There, it's a really good mix. But back to Ralph, he helped write "Rolling with My Homies" for Clueless. Like he helped make put the music <laughs> in for Clueless. He helped write this the song that Sugar Ray sings in the Scooby Doo movie. Wow. He helped create the soundtrack for Ten Things I Hate About You, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Mean oh. Girls. I if there's not a teen movie that this man did not touch and he and it's just it's beyond even just these movies speed three kings like That's mind awesome. blown that this man exists and the t- like the reach he's had so I think that's probably why we got as many musical artists right. in here was because of him because I was trying to look at the director and the writer to see if, if maybe that's why. But I really think it was, I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong because they're just like, how many cameos can we fit into one movie? Oh my God. Like, I'm like, Type is shit. that Gene Simmons? <laughs> yes. Is that Jermaine Dupree? Like we, my, have, we, mine... have, we have Gene Simmons. We have Jermaine Dupree. We have Vanilla Ice. We have Tommy Lee. Yeah. To- Tony Hawk. You know, it just it's it's insane. Also, Silk the Shocker, David Henry David, Rollins, David Hasselhoff, Master David Hasselhoff. P, yes, insane. Cool D, like I got chills. Sands. I got chills just thinking about it. Josh Todd from Buck Cherry. <laughs> Let me just finish the list of cameos. Yeah. We have Jerry O'Connell, Char- Charlie O'Connell, C Murder. So like the whole No Limit soldiers were in this damn. <laughs> you said Jermaine Dupree, MC Gainey. Kyle Gass, I'm, I'm hoping yes. I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I missed anybody, but it's so many freaking people. Uh, yeah, at the end where apparently <laughs> Luther is just regaling this story to David Hasselhoff. <laughs> He's just right. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> That's why I love the 2000s. Only the 2000s <laughs> will give you this kind of cinema. yes this is cinema (laughs) the pinnacle of artistic creation exactly (laughs) so like I said the story is told by Luther he is still in jail and he's telling it to an unknown person until the end via like the visitor phone at a jail Luther is played by Eddie Griffith And so we get the backstory of Dizzy. He just, he's got funk in his soul. (laughs) Well, I I have a correction. I have a correction. It didn't do as poorly as we just saw. Okay. Uh, Danielle made some clerical errors. This movie made $31.1 million. So they made their money back. This was not an absolute fail. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I would have thought, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought was that was believable at 1.3. <laughs> I think this makes sense because, you know, DJ Calls were co- was coming off of road trip. Everybody was like, Eliza, 100% at, you, you know, you had Buffy, you had Bring It On. It makes mm-hmm. 100% sense that this would do well. 
And yeah. I think he was filming Road Trip at the same time because I found out that when he has long hair in the movie, it's a wig, which mm-hmm. I did not know. His long hair is a wig. So the short, like spiky is his real hair. So yeah, they had to, he had to wear the wig because he was, I think, filming the other movie that he was doing. Oh, well, Road Trip. I don't, well, he said the reason he got this movie was because well not so the I guess the producer or the director of another movie he was doing got kind of like a low hush hush release because it was about a bomb on a plane and it literally came out like a few months after 9-11 and so it didn't do well and he talks about like just how he was kind of struggling from movie to movie not really making a ton and just really struggling and the guy that got him this job was from the other movie and he was saying if it wasn't for that I I think it's the director a director or producer if he didn't get that money from getting this movie and like the producer actually just gave him money to be able to survive and and he when he got the offered this movie he had a choice of like if there was someone he wanted to like bring on or anything like that and he uh, he said Zoe Deschanel because she was it was like her second or third movie that movie they were in she was and such that, a baby. Yes. She was. looks so young. So he helped her because they were friends and they were on that other movie that just like didn't go anywhere because of 9-11, which I thought wow. was really sweet. That is awesome. I still don't understand why they gave her armpit hair. I don't, I, like some of the comedic choices <laughs> that like didn't land in this Men. movie just me yeah. and she and she did not want it like she fought it she just did not want it but I don't know why that happened that wasn't that was just random honestly I just think again when you're writing female characters from a male perspective and then you know the the whole idea of beauty and mm-hmm. and and that women have to be like constantly right you know all perfect in the 2000s, though, that was something that was considered, I guess, funny. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it just like, I don't know. Even back then, I just didn't think it was that funny. Yeah. <laughs> so we see Tiny uh, Dizzy, maybe ages, age eight or nine. He has an Afro wig on and he's just, <laughs> he, he's dancing by himself in his house. James I did Brown. write. Yes. <laughs> I did write, I bet this is the best acting in the whole movie. <laughs> that kid this, this was dancing kid, yeah. his ass off. His kid, his name was Matt Pelosi. And the, in the commentary, they talked about his audition and how like they didn't even have to interview anyone else. They just knew right away, like this kid is, he was just super energized. And so, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and there's a scene that was cut. We see Dizzy's mom. And she's like leaving them. Mm-hmm. And then he has scene. like this like heart to heart with his dad on the steps. Oh. Because she's like leaving them or something. Yeah. While okay. love it. How? Why? <laughs> how? I don't know. <laughs> I still don't. I still think back to when Julia Roberts was, I was like, Julia Roberts say what? She's with who? Then, no then way yeah they were together well, I something feel- something that I heard uh, something that uh, was mentioned was that him and Eliza had some k- 
chemistry like in real Lyle life loved I, no not not him dj oh, oh okay. yeah which i was like what <laughs> I was like, he, yeah he was hanging out with like every he was in the clubs he was friends with like Lindsay lohan the olsen twins like he was at the height of like the clubbing and stuff and he was saying that they got the clubs would get shut that like in la he said mondays was this place tuesdays was this place wednesdays was this place and it got to a point where they were having raids on some of the clubs because they were asking questions like what how is Lindsay lohan and olsen twins who are completely underage getting into these clubs so he kind of had to separate himself from that side of the industry because of like the paparazzi and and he didn't he never wanted to rat out on any of his friends or anything like that so he started to not be friends with actors anymore and just have like a totally separate life he he just he said he needed to be more grounded but if you go it was like I at the height of TMZ. Yeah. yeah so after this scene where it ends with the little boy doing the splits and yelling so, <laughs> my husband and I say that way way more often than I'd like to admit. But yeah. <laughs> so there is some exposition where he just says, or Luther says, he got taller, whiter, and skinnier. Which, if that doesn't describe DJ Qualls, like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love that he has his core group of friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we see we we see Zoe Deschanel play one of his friends. We see I don't know if you guys know who Perry Shen is, but that's one of his other friends. I know him because he's on General Hospital, and also he was in Better Better Luck Better Luck Tomorrow. Yeah, which was an all Asian cast um, movie that came out around two thousand two two thousand three. That I was always really sad that didn't get more attention yeah and recognition but I always remembered him from that movie so I was glad to see him in this one cool and then there was one more friend Gerard something yes his name yes he was hilarious and great so it is the first uh day of senior year Dizzy and his friends are being dropped off at school by his dad the there's this odd scene with like the head cheerleader. I know because she has a designated parking spot that says head cheerleader parking only. And she can't get her car unlocked. And DC's going to like go over and help her. And his friends are kind of like cock blocking him at first. I'm like, just like if he's got the, the like <laughs> balls to go and help her, like. Right. That girl was an asshole. He's like, it's a new year, new me. I have confidence now. I'm going to help her out. And they're all like, what are you doing? (laughs) But he does go over there and he he does get it unlocked. I mean, it wasn't a conventional way. He kind of just hits the car or the remote. (laughs) He like beats it. Yeah. And so, but then she's like super rude to him. But that, and like, he's kind of following her, which I was like, dude, like if she's already given off the vibes, like just. She, she didn't just give vibes. She said, no, you're not my type. You're not my type. Yeah. Like end of discussion. So now we're in the middle of school, like where the stairwells are, like where all of the students have to pass through and the football douches are like, why are you bothering her? And there's like this whole 
altercation and then they point out that dizzy has a boner because he's been talking to her so what so he goes in when he goes in there to talk to her he's like trying again she's like that's not gonna work but she touches his arm and when she touches his arm i think that's what stirs it up and then the guys call out that he has a boner and what what follows next makes zero sense zero sense so we find out it's the library librarian (laughs) sitting in a rolly chair just latches on to his wiener and like won't let go and he's like and she's like i'm taking you to the principal's office for a boner but she did like she doesn't even just say that it's just bonkers like it makes no sense no sense somehow it's still fucking hilarious I don't understand, <laughs> like, at first I was like, is his boner outside of his pants? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Why, why, it would be one thing if she mistaken it for something, like, it, it's like, why is she full on, first of all, you're an educator, right? <laughs> touching an underage student's <laughs> penis. And breaking it, and breaking it. Yes, because he, like, spins to get away from her, <sighs> and, like, like makes a sound yes he breaks his penis and my husband said you can do that I was like yes Yes. I've seen it on Grey's Anatomy (laughs) you definitely can break your penis it is a real thing I've just never seen it being broken that way but a hundred percent yes and then we go into the counselor's office played by Ileana Douglas okay So can I tell you, I was like, how do I know this actress so well? How do I know her so well? So I'm looking through her IMDb and I'm like, nothing's jumping out of like, I watch this movie all the time. That's how I know. I know her because she plays the band manager for Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster at MGM. Jesus fucking Christ. Are you kidding? But can we talk about the fact that when you break your, it's like, when you break your penis, it's like breaking a bone. You can't just put ice on that shit. Yeah. How is he not in the hospital? Yeah. Like it's literally a torn muscle. <sighs> like, I mean, I'm no doctor. I don't know what the ins <laughs> and outs, but I know that he would be in so much pain. Yeah. Right. And, but instead and then they of, give him meds, right? They just give yeah, him a bunch Tourette's of meds. Meds. <laughs> Tourette's. You have him- Tourette's syndrome. That's your <laughs> yes. issue. Yes. So number one, why is the counselor, like, you're not a qualified medical professional (laughs) to diagnose Tourette's and be handing out medications. Right. Where is her, where's the pipeline here? Because there's certainly a drug mule situation. (laughs) Right. Why she has, and does Tourette medication make you sleepy? Like, because he becomes so yeah. loopy after right. taking this medicine because the next scene we see him first of all his dad is there and he's his dad is listening to this crazy lady about him having Tourette's that's right. the first thing and not saying you need medical attention then the next scene is him at the mall okay hold on which I, which I do want to say that is my mall that's the closest mall to me because it was filmed in Are Austin. Are you in Austin? Jackie's yes, I in am. Austin. Oh, I'm in Austin. I, I like paused and I was like, honey. It's Lake Line. Look, it's Lake Line Mall. <laughs> yes. 
that is my mall. Yeah. And I was very excited about Lakeline Mall. And then I was like, in the the record store scene later, I'm like, is that the Sam Goody that used to be by Macy's? And it was. It's like an FYE now, but yeah, Yeah. it's definitely the store. So when I, when my like 10 year old self saw this, I was like mind blown. I was just, you know, beside myself because of all the like Austin locations and stuff that they filmed this movie in. Yeah, I, I was like, that's our mall, honey. <laughs> so cool. So I did have a question. Maybe it's in the extended cut. Why is Zoe Deschanel dressed as a pink cowgirl? I mean, she has a name tag. So I'm assuming it's some sort of like she works there. Right. It's it, it, I don't even know. The, her outfits in this movie were atrocious but I guess yeah. it's because she's such a cute woman I I think maybe they wanted they, her quirky and you yeah know, very nerdy and weird yeah. yeah it was very out there so back to the Tourette's medication so obviously <laughs> in this scene he why is there just a random fish tank that's kind of open at the top at the mall I didn't like when you see this part of the scene you're like well is you don't think it's the mall you think it's someone's house or something it just it's weird and then you realize he's feeding his Tourette medication to the fish (laughs) and it's in the middle of the food court like it's not Mm -hmm. like a wall display aquarium it's just like a random 40 gallon in the middle of the food court and then like so him and his friends are talking and and he's they're pretty much saying that like his life is ruined and stuff obviously but the next scene is insane because I want to know why is there a gospel choir at the mall and why is Gene Simmons a Jewish man playing <laughs> a it's, past preacher it absolutely makes no sense oh. but I love it I love it, <laughs> it doesn't I, make it I feel sense. like I feel like this whole scene was just Gene Simmons like you know what I want to play a church pastor that like leads a, a gospel group it is weird yeah. it is weird I I also was like there's all these weird black scents happening in these scenes mm-hmm. that I don't appreciate at all because Gil gets up there and starts <laughs> testifying he's he's right. giving testimony yeah. on his life <laughs> and he even talks about breaking his dick it's just like yeah. who wrote this the whole catalyst for this scene is is dizzy needs to get arrested somehow you're in a mall there's a lot of shit you could do to get arrested that doesn't include just hijacking a microphone from a gospel (laughs) pastor it it made zero sense yeah it was just cringy all around and how how long was he in first of all you don't just go to prison when you get arrested. No. You go to jail and you get a bail hearing or something. And you get sentenced. And you get sentenced. And, and, but you don't just go to prison. This is is Monopoly. (laughs) Straight to Monopoly sends you to jail, not prison. Straight to jail. (laughs) Well, for that whole black scent, like 
weird testimony straight to jail that needs to be a tiktok <laughs> immediately like what the fuck you doing dizzy so yes this is where he meets luther and crazy, crazy eyes <laughs> yes so megan tell us about this scene so basically he's trying to teach him how to i don't know be tough i guess <laughs> you know scare scare people with his eyes so he's trying to teach him how to do this like whip like eye <laughs> movement I don't know I don't know how to describe it but it makes like this funny sound whenever he looks at you and it kind of like scares people and they move back so you do the eye movement and I'll make the sound effect <laughs> okay you ready okay. yes I was sneezing. No, that was really good though. That was you nailed excellent it. job, ladies. At least you didn't do the Chandler Bing. Whoopa! <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. And um, he said so. Like his process for like getting that down was all he had was like because they weren't together like a lot of the time. So all he had was like a Polaroid of Eddie doing the crazy eyes and he had to just kind of like replicate it as best as he could from I, a Polaroid. <laughs> I like that when DJ Qualls does it himself, when Dizzy does the, the thing, he does like this neck roll and he has a longer <laughs> neck. So you really feel the motion when he does it. It really does. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that your still, that's your still for this episode. <laughs> No, but yes, it's, it's in the neck. It's in the neck for sure. <sighs> and also, I learned that like Eddie's, mo all of his lines were are mostly improvised, of and course. like they give him, you know, they give him scripts, but he just never follows them, which is fine because he's just hilarious anyway, and it just ends up working out. But yeah, he's just hilarious. He's so funny. And so the. <laughs> The advice that Dizzy gets from Luther is you got to break all the rules and Dizzy comes up with this plan like, oh, Luther tells a story about how he was picked on in, in his last prison. And so we got <laughs> transferred and developed the crazy eyes. And now he's like top dog and so gotta Dizzy, hit him with the who's the biatch now <laughs> exactly <laughs> i love one later at the end of the movie when jermaine dupree and oh who's that with him is it cool mo cool mm -hmm. yeah they try like they, they, they have their rifles their yeah, rifles <laughs> but they don't do it in sync so it's, it's like very noticeable <laughs> that they don't do it in sync and i'm like come on guys y'all have one line <laughs> <laughs> Right. So Dizzy decides I'm going to get kicked out of my current high school so I can start over much like Luther did in prison so that I can be the cool guy. And so he, he, he does all this random stuff. He like very obviously starts cheating. He pulls a toupee off a teacher. He pulls a camera with the longest coaxial cable ever. The fact that my bae knows the name of the fucking cable <laughs> tv productions danielle tv productions so he pulls the camera like all the way across school ken was like there wasn't a closer camera <laughs> at and, this point and the teacher in the classroom doesn't even notice no that he's pulling it no <laughs> 
just sitting there. <laughs> and I commend the actor that had to do Jeffrey Lewis. <laughs> His name's Jeffrey Lewis. Yeah. Do this scene of taking a massive shit. And it was very realistic. I felt the pain he was going through having yeah, he to was take great. this dump. <laughs> so the 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 counselor gets involved again and is like honey what you doing your Tourette's acting up here's more meds <laughs> and so uh and the dad's just like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna quit my job I think this is a little later but essentially he's like I'm gonna quit my job and I don't care if we're homeless I need to spend more time with you yeah. and Dizzy's just like what the fuck no, I think it's, that's in this scene. I think yeah, he's like, I'm going to okay. take care of you full time. It's like, what? <laughs> and you know, we don't really get any other, we don't really hear anything else about that whole scenario until later in the movie, there's the trailer. Yes. We do see, yeah. I think we do have one more scene where they're actually at their house. And then and the then- next, they're at the tra- in the trailer. So I'm like, this right. motherfucker really sold the house. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's this whole thing, like, Dizzy, what you doing with your life, man? And then, like, he, Luther had told him about, he, he snapped a mop over his knee and, like, slapped the warden's ass with it or something. So Dizzy is, like, last resort, grabs a mop, snaps it, and the principal's like, you destroyed school property. You're expelled. And Dizzy was like, is that fucking oh, I have yes. to do? <laughs> yes. I got really nervous when he... Like, why break it to slap his ass? I thought he was going to, you know, you up, know. up the ass. Yeah. And apparently I was like, he had so many bruises all over his legs because he kept having to break oh. several mops on his, um, and they wouldn't break. I mean, that's kind of hard to break what those old school wooden mops. Mm-hmm. I, right. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't get like a splinter or something. <laughs> I sound like a that's mom. A- <laughs> you, honey, you're gonna get a splinter breaking all those mops over your knee. <laughs> so Dizzy, now there's a like this montage, like he's finally kicked out of his old school. Now he needs to learn how to be cool. And so there's this montage. So he just of all- walks right back into the prison <laughs> to get more advice from somebody <laughs> who's still in prison. He just is walking wow. around in there. How does this ha- like? And also, how? they filmed at a real prison, and he had to sign consent forms saying that if anything happened to him, he, they weren't responsible. Oh, fine. <laughs> find an abandoned prison somewhere. So, like this, the scenes where they're in the cell and like they're dancing and like talking in like a little cell are is like a, a set. But the, when they're walking around like outside in like a, a yard, they're actually filming in a in a real prison. Is it the one right past the airport? I wondered the same thing. Like, I was like, what prison is this? I don't know. How, so that guy with the mustache that attacks him at first. Crazy ass. Oh, or, no, I, I think they're, I think they're actor. Like everyone. Well, I know, like, I, I know he's an actor, but like, why does that happen? Cause I don't know if I walked away for a few minutes, but I was like, why is this man beating him up? Did something happen? I'm not sure I think he like has him do all these things to like toughen him up like I don't know I like he there's a scene where he's like 
climbing up a rope and he like sets it on fire and then he like falls down he's like just roll around you'll be all right like he's just like (laughs) making him do all these things just to toughen him up before he like goes to his new school so that's why he says that to his dad with the marshmallow thing Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah uh so the the prisoner with the mayo i can't find who he is And I think he might be my favorite part of this movie. Yes. <laughs> why he just is he wants just mayo? He why just is wants... he just eating mayo? And it's not even a small container. It's like the Dizzy brings him more mayo when he visits. He has a tattoo a of mayo face. on his arm. Like I love it so much. Is that his prison name? Mayo? I don't know. I don't know. I'm... Is mayo currency in this prison? <laughs> for him, it is. He's trading smokes for huge jars, Sam's Club size <laughs> jars of mayo. It's so random. It's so, so random. Gross. How does he not have the runs? <laughs> so Dizzy learns all of these new skills. Luther, somehow in prison, takes his picture, creates a couple of different fake IDs and like a picture of him and his girlfriend who is another prisoner who likes to dress in drag, which who I did not. One of the original queer guy, queer eye guys. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, I did oh. not know that. Another thing I learned was that Eddie is also a black belt in karate in real life. So the a lot of the moves that he taught him were like real fighting moves. Interesting. <laughs> Would have never guessed that in a hundred years. Right. And then there's this this weird Horatio Sands cameo for no reason. Because <laughs> obviously Dizzy already has the moves. He has the funk in him. He doesn't need to be taught he needs how to some dance. Choreographed, you know, moves. Right. That's all. Which no, wait, this. I, I honestly I'm always down for a random uh dance montage in a movie. Oh, yeah. So and Horatio Sands is hilarious, so I don't care. Yeah. So he also gets a spider tattoo, prison which, tat. Which I'm surprised because it seems like that's a gang, not uh-huh. just being in prison, because we find out later one of the other characters. I forgot the actor's name because he was, but I know he was on the George Lopez show. Yeah. Oh, and then when Eddie Griffin Luther is like, like, telling him he has to flare his nostrils i'm flaring my nostrils i look over at ken he's flaring his nostrils. <laughs> i'm like are you flaring because i'm flaring over here it's like i am <laughs> that's so great so after this whole montage dizzy gets the haircut frosted tips he's ready where did and- they get the bleach from <sighs> Why did they choose the name Gil? That's not a cool name. Gil. I thought, I feel like Dizzy is kind of cooler than Gil. They could have gone for a better name because like Gil is short for Gilbert. Who wants to be a Gilbert? Because it was like, his last name was Gillespie, right? Yeah. It was was like Dizzy Gillespie Harrison. So they just like cut up his ID and used like Gil Uh, from Gillespie and like made uh, it work. Look at you making sense, man. (laughs) Look at you putting the pieces together. (laughs) I was just like, that's not a cool name. (laughs) So now we are showing up first day of school at the new campus, East Highland High, 
Why is it always the east side? Because it's the hood. It's like they say and they're not saying it, you know? What yeah. I mean? And we see it's just chaos. It, there's no structure. There's a, very obviously a um, hierarchy of students, very visually represented because you go to the top of the, they didn't call it a hill. What did they call it? What's that section? I can't remember. It, like the the school is like on the side of a mountain it seems this hill is so steep that they have to go up but it's like the cooler you are the higher up you sit on this hill mm-hmm. I think they um, missed an opportunity to call it Olympus I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> that's true not right. the brightest the prison short bus shows up <laughs> and the, the so like not only are all of the prisoners in on this makeover, you got the warden, like the other like prison guards, everyone's helping Gil. Let's right. help Gil. And so they <laughs> they have him and it's an obvious parody to Con Air with Steve Buscemi's character, but he's like chained up. Shout out to Heather. Shackles. <laughs> Shackles the whole nine yards. And like they're like unlocking him, and then they're like, "Get in the, get in the truck," and like they peace out, make everyone all scared. I love how like he does that bend and pop up reveal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he does his eye whip so that everyone knows. And did he get a chance to call his friends to say, "Yo, I'm gonna be out." Skip school, be in that parking lot, y'all about to see right. So they're all, all they're all like heads out the window, just like no way. <laughs> I literally was like, shouldn't his friends be at their school? <laughs> they don't seem like the type to skip no. a class. But and then Zoe says he's got kind of a Brad Pitt thing going on. What? <laughs> You're kind. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. delusional today. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it, Dizzy says that he is going to go from bitch to bull, baby. <laughs> from bitch to bull, baby. <laughs> and this is when we see Eliza, how do you say it again? Dushku. Dushku's uh, yes, character, reveal. Danielle. Yes. Hello, she yes. Is- <laughs> <laughs> This is, uh, she is the head cheerleader. Gil slash Dizzy has notes to find the biggest guy and make sure everyone sees him go down. And so he goes, marches straight up the hill and it happens to be Danielle's um, boyfriend, Connor. And, but the bell rings while he's like having his like verbal confrontation with him. And Connor does punch him, but like Dizzy picks himself back up. Uh, no. you're making it a little less than it was that bitch flew like a rag (laughs) definitely had to get a body double for that um that part because he flew down (laughs) the hill from one punch just and he just flew it was it was like okay that's a bit much so yes you're (laughs) right he does go back up and then the bell rings while they're having their altercation and yes and he does knock him the fuck out, but no one's around to witness. So now he's dragging this passed out <laughs> high schooler through the halls. Which he really did, by the way. Like really? he really, yeah. So 
the the guy was just you know letting go of like all his weight and he was having to he like he's so small and like tiny but he was having to pick him up every single time and he kept dropping him but they just thought it was funny though so they kept they just kept it in there he did <laughs> like the sweat did look real there was a lot of sweat equity in right, that yeah. scene that I appreciated <laughs> so like yeah he finally gets him in the the school but it's like everyone goes into the classrooms when he like does his second punch or knockout and then he's trying to figure out how to get everyone in the hall so he pulls the fire alarm yes. but goal achieved everyone sees him take out Connor so he's the cool guy and then the principal comes out and he's just like Connor like three strikes you're out the principal is kind of crazy the way that he you know he's like give him a round of applause and then he's like stop it and I know the place but Dizzy's like I started the fight or whatever and so now and then he did crazy eyes to everyone in the hall and and apparently scares the principal as well I think that was his first crazy eyes debut was in the hallway (laughs) when he did and also the sound the the sound that they played was from the good the bad and the ugly during that part it's like I don't even know how to do it. I wish. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) And that was like one of their most expensive budget things of the whole movie was using that sound in that scene. I learned. I just feel like somebody should have came and redlined some of this budget. Like we did not need that. Yeah. I mean, it was silly. It was really silly. (laughs) Just get Danielle to make the whip noise and you're good. Yeah, (laughs) right. I was available at this time to help out get that money. So now one of Danielle's friends, Courtney, another cheerleader is like, hey, Gil, how's it going? Come to my party. And he's literally like, I don't do plans. And (laughs) <laughs> but they're outside now and he's mm-hmm. playing yeah. with this stupid ass oh, lighter yeah. and he's not and he's doing like, well with it. that was hot <laughs> <laughs> and so yes Courtney and another girl what's I don't know what her name is they go and find like start flirting with him because he's out at the top of Mount Olympus again mm-hmm. um trying to be cool and Danielle wasn't going to go up there, but her crazy boyfriend's like, you can't go. And so now all three of them are up there. I, I really appreciate her like, well, I wasn't until you told me not to. And now here I go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out that they were supposed to be in high school, like every movie. And I, even now I'm just like, those girls are so old. They are yeah. not in high school. Those three girls, you know, but I mean, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful girls, but I'm just like, wow. There's always like that slutty trope that always happens. <laughs> it's, yeah. and she is over the top with her mm-hmm. pretty much saying you can get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. So also in this scene, he's playing with the lighter, but it burns him. So he drops it and like lights the whole like mascot that's made of wood (laughs) on fire. And so, but he's like walking away from the girls because he just said the thing about like, I don't make plans. And then he turns (laughs) around and does like the... Yeah, he's like... And I, I love, I love how the girls are like, he's just making us so hot. You can't feel a fire behind you, really. 
right y'all are ridiculous I I just can't I can't (laughs) and so he he's now at band practice he's telling his friends about the day and that he was invited to this party they kind of encourage him to go he shows up at the party he's driving his I don't think it's a moped it's just like a little it's a Harley it's like a dirt bike type thing right yeah it does say Harley Davidson on it but it doesn't look like a traditional Harley Davidson yeah right Um, I remember them saying like in all the teen movies everyone's got like cool cars and that they wanted to do something different so they went with like bike Type <laughs> like cool a station okay. wagon and a bike I yeah. love it <laughs> so he he shows up <laughs> apparently he can drive the little motorcycle but he can't stop and Tony Hawk is there just because doing sick moves why not and how old okay so that was the other thing Tony how old was Tony in this movie? Because like 30. He look, looking real old. And he was like, hit, wasn't he like hitting on them at yes. some point? And they were like, you're too old or something. Like, I don't, I don't remember what they said. She was like, I forgot the blonde girl. She, she was just like, she, this is after we saw Gil do the, the motorcycle. Um, He hits the ramp by accident and right. lands it somehow. But she, that's when she like blows them off. Like Gil is way cooler. Tony Hawk. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> he was 34 See, when this movie came hello, out. Hello, hello old wow. for these high schoolers, even though most of the cast was probably the same age. And what it's funny is like, even the director mentioned this in the commentary. It's like, he had so much money, like more than he ever knew what to do with. He didn't have to do this movie, but he just chose to which is so hilarious like why why this movie out of all movies did he choose to be in this I I feel like he's shown up a couple of times as like little cameos here and there yeah Yeah. every once in a while you're just like no No, he's not yeah every so often you're just like huh Tony Hawk (laughs) (laughs) what is the girl's name the blonde girl again Courtney Courtney it's um summer summer mabry i think is her name oh nice well she grabs dizzy to take him upstairs to get it on and you could tell danielle's a little a little jealous a little bit and they don't go to her room they go to the rooftop and so my question is this if dizzy doesn't fall off the roof like he does in this scene would he do you think he would have hooked up with the, with her and instead of danielle that was his abort plan i i always i i assume like he didn't want to be up there with her and so he was like i I think he fell by accident i think yeah i think i think you're right jackie i think he was trying to it didn't seem like he was you know it seems like he was kind of pushing her away a little bit i I got that vibe why did he tell his friends he almost got laid then i i think because it was just like a flex yeah exactly (laughs) he could have if he wanted to to. yeah but at the same time like he was not ready for that level of commitment (laughs) at this new school also did he fall like because obviously he's on top it looks like a swing set or something did he fall on the bar of the swing set because that's yes oh my god off the roof onto the swing set upside down still trying to look cool and then you see our boys. Yes, there's our the boys. scenes. 
the O'Connell brothers, <clears throat> who also make very random ass cameos <laughs> in movies because we they all do. know Jerry was in Can't Hardly Wait. And I, I Trip I, McNeely. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And I believe his brother has been in like random cameos as well. I can't think of one right now, but I'm going to go look. I'm go look. <laughs> were, were one of them in one of the screen screen movies or Jerry was in yes, the second one. Yeah. 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 So I I don't even care what happens in this scene. I just like watching Jerry O'Connell and Charlie O'Connell. But essentially it's they're kind of jealous of Gil. They start fighting over like they need to do more sit-ups or something so they're like pulling them like hoisting themselves up on the swing set which was totally improvised they weren't supposed to get up there but (laughs) you don't tell the O'Connell boys what to do they you just let them be oh you know what I remember Charlie from it's dude where's my car I can't wait for us to do that movie and he was also he had a small part in Cruel Intentions as well so I think that's probably what it is nice yeah and so Dizzy is kind of, or Gil is kind of in front of a crowd and he's, Connor is confronting him again because Connor's a dick. And so he's like, don't make me do crazy eyes. And he goes <laughs> to his bike that's like covered in like branches, broken off branches because he ran into a bush after doing the, the ramp. And Connor's like, that bike's not going to even start. And so Dizzy's like, so why does Connor keep testing him? Because right before that, he was like, I bet you never even been with a girl. And that's when he pulls up a picture yeah. of his cellmate that is dressing awake. But then it's like, he's always trying to, like, the guy keeps winning. When are you going to give it up? Yeah. Never. <laughs> never never. going to give you up. Never going to let you down. down. And so his, his friends save him. Yeah, because the freaking bike starts moving. <laughs> it's fucked up. How does did like did his friends follow him there, or they just knew I, he was going to need I, help? Who knows? <laughs> they knew they didn't. Ex- there was no explanation <laughs> at all. No context. <laughs> but that's whenever we hear "Bad Mama Gemma" for the first yeah. time, and that <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I swear that. All the, all the music in this was just, it just warms my heart, but <laughs> why? Okay. So I know why they have the CD player so that they can make the sound of, of the motorcycle, but like, it was <sighs> super weird that then they were playing the music instead of on the car radio, but it, it, it that car weird. looked like it was still rocking an eight track. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, definitely. And he's so, like, my mom would kill me or something. Cause he like took her car. I guess he already fucked up the well oh this was the other character's car yeah yes so now he gets home the counselor is now at his house with his dad and I think this is the conversation where dad's like gotta sell everything (laughs) gotta spend more time with you and Dizzy's like no don't do that that's stupid and dad's just like no it's for you (laughs) and then like but the way that the counselor is at the house at this point, we know Dizzy doesn't go to this school anymore. So, bitch, why are you there? It's like why are you still were, involved? It's it, clearly they're in some sort of weird relationship at this point, and mm-hmm. it's just like not really talked about. It's just now she's there. Yeah, right. She's the new stepmom. Yep, <laughs> moving into the trailer. 
<laughs> Taking the Tourette's medicine. <laughs> so the next day he talks to Danielle and she's like, hey, can you do me a favor? No one comes to the football games. Will you just show up? Because people will show up if you show up. And so he's like, yeah, sure. But like, say he's going. So it would be like, how does everyone know that he went to the game? But we just suspend belief for a lot of shit. He also walked into a prison. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And you stop. Damn it, Danielle. Stop thinking logical. <laughs> so, and then the boyfriend's jealous because she's like asking him, asking Gil for favors. And he's like, I'll butt hurt about it. And so um, they start speaking together, uh, speaking in Albanian together. Yes. Um, yes. Which, they like, which is cool that now that we, you, we know that Eliza is um, part Albanian. So right. it's kind of cool that they know, threw they that added, in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And so now we are at the, the stadium. There's like hardly anyone there. The cheerleaders are good. They're, they're doing the, how funky is your chicken? But I mean, they're all in sync. I am for the most part, all in sync. And it's, (laughs) but I love that they, that's the first song they sing, because that is the song that they sing in the Buffy, the vampire slayer movie, one of the years. And I was like, how funky is your chicken? (laughs) Yes. How loose is your goose? My <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> Danielle's boyfriend is there with his friends, but they're drinking under the stand. Oh, sorry. Instead of supporting her and supporting the football team, the football team sucks. And so... Gil kind of notices this and he steals the coach's horse and then knocks out someone on the drill team that has like full <laughs> military dressing. It's probably and someone from what are the, what were those people called in high school and college that the guard ROTC. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, yes. It's probably that. But before we continue, can we talk about the coach? A little bit. What the fuck <laughs> is going on with the coach? He is yelling all the time. Why the fuck does he have a horse? Where it's Texas, the- Danielle. It's Texas. I know. But Everyone like, has guns and horses. It's just, it's such an over-exaggeration. It's ridiculous that he has a, a, a fucking horse at school. And also DJ hardly ever was on the horse at all because they are so dangerous and unpredictable and you never know what they're going to do when you're on them so you, m- most of the time it wasn't even him on the horse oh that- they might have gotten like one shot you know of him on it you know and he yeah. probably looks terrified <laughs> even in the movie <laughs> like in the one shot you know but yeah especially he was saying that the white horses especially are like skittish to like movement and stuff so it's like really <laughs> there was a lot of people out there uh so that's scary yeah so scary so he does this whole like patent parody he stand 
stands in front of this giant ass American flag, which is touching the ground, which is a huge no-no and Ken was very upset about. And he like does this big motivational speech. It works. Danielle ends up blowing by her boyfriend to go to Gil to thank him for coming out. And her boyfriend is kind of like, oh, you're just impressed with that. And she's like, no, I'm impressed because he showed up for me because I asked him to be here. And now here is the most uncomfortable scene of the whole movie that's full of uncomfortable scenes the weird bathing suit montage at the mall yes I don't I was just I was very torn because I knew the scene was wrong but I also love Eliza and all the suits (laughs) I know (laughs) so she's so gorgeous another thing that I also figured out was that DJ actually wasn't even watching her do it they filmed him separately So like him crying and stuff was all like him, his (laughs) acting, which is crazy to me. I'm like, wow, good job. But the fact that she was just doing that by herself with nobody, you know, it's just cringe, but that makes me feel better that he wasn't watching it it was two separate, but there was a whole set of people watching her do that. So I feel bad. She, and like we say, we always say like, it's these days that like all of the high up execs probably show up with yep. their personal cameras. Yep. Like, oh yeah, we need to make sure this, this <laughs> shoot's going well. Right. <laughs> and then he has like the lollipop and the gum. And I'm just like, <laughs> we didn't so, need to make it even weirder. Yeah. She, it's funny because she, when she did an interview on late night for this movie, she had done a Maxim magazine um, spread and it's the iconic one with her and the silver pants. If you know, you know. Um, Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. But she said that she's just having a hard time because every time she she was trying her best to wear as much clothes in that as possible. And she, mm-hmm. she did get her way in the sense that she was wearing pants, but she said every time they're like, Oh, we left your outfits in the dressing room. And it was, she said there were red hot pants. So it's like a red and silver theme, red hot pants and two CDs. They wanted her to hold the CDs. I'm over. sorry. What? Yeah. Wow. And so she said, fuck no. She didn't do that. No. no yeah. She I was didn't. Like, I- Wow. I feel so bad. Like just the the things that these women had to endure during that time. And mm-hmm. I mean, you think about just so many over- of them did it too, you know? Yeah. I mean, cause it was a lot of fear, right? They worked so hard to have these careers and to make it. And they felt like they didn't have any options. And if you said no or whatever, you were deemed difficult and good um, for her though. Yeah. She, I mean, I don't know if her sticking up and being, you know, strong-minded about things hurt her trajectory because I, I, I'm still surprised that she didn't get to do more, you know? I'm sure. I'm sure that, you know, she, I don't know. That seems to happen a lot in Hollywood when yeah. people are difficult, so to speak, which that's just what they call it. It's the same thing with like, you know, Catherine Heigl. There's rumors that like, and it's, it's probably not that they're hard to work with or difficult. It's just that they said no to something. And yeah, that was that. I mean, they set boundaries. Exactly. So now we are 
at Sam Goody over by the Macy's. And at least they had the B2K song, though. I will say that. Yes. <laughs> so this is where we get our vanilla ice cameo wearing an ICP t-shirt and a promotional <laughs> badge for his 98 new metal album, Hard to Swallow. Oh and he's like this ex-bouncer working at Sam Goody, still trying to bounce poor Zoe Deschanel that's just listening. She's had a hard day. She just wants to listen to some music. Don't you remember? Oh my God. I do. Oh my gosh. For me, it was Hastings. Like that was my store was Hastings. And I used to just go in there and put the headphones on, just pick any album that just came out and put the headphones on and just sit there and listen to it. And then I would go look at like movie posters and like movie, like I miss Hastings so much. <laughs> Hastings was my shit growing up. And that's what I've it reminded me of. i never heard of that. I've never heard Mm-mm. of Hastings. No way. Oh my gosh. Was Maybe it was only in Texas. Yeah, probably. Or Texas and other. In the South, maybe. We're from Florida, but we didn't, we had Sam Goody. And I remember going to the Coral Square Mall Mm -hmm. and obsessed with the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. When we do the movie, the time spent on, on just me talking about that soundtrack, I listened to Love Me. Oh. Loveful? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the cardigans. Did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Over and over. I was at, uh, I'd be like, I'd walk in and I'm like, we already know. <laughs> love me, love me, say that. I just obsessed. <laughs> and then I, my mom was like, you need to stop. Buy the fucking album. Just buy right. it. Right. And I did. And I listened to it all the damn time. I'm going <laughs> to listen to it tonight. It's so good. <laughs> awesome this is where gil is still hanging out with danielle but then his friends are there dick moves uh, and they're like hey how's it going and and danielle's like oh do you know these people and gil goes no (laughs) i'm sorry what (laughs) like all you had to say are like oh these are my really good friends from my old school she knows you just transferred right but he's also kind of embarrassed by them because they're a quirky little bunch. I don't think I could ever forgive him for that. No. I think right. that hurt my that hurt my feelings watching it. But then we also see working at the Sam Goody is Emily, who is a past friend of Danielle's. So at the end of the movie, she reconciles with Emily because essentially she became like a cool, pretty popular girl and dropped Emily and so she apologizes for that later and, on and Gil kind of like you could see that he's almost like he gives her good advice and he's kind of judging her in that moment mm-hmm. when he sees the interaction and he asks like who is this person you know and she's like oh he kind of just you know lost touch and he's like oh you should try to like get back to you know reacquainted and then turns the fuck around and says I don't even know. I'm sorry. I've never, I don't know that man. I've never seen him before in my life. And the friends are such petty bitches. And I <laughs> oh love my it. Gosh, yes. They get on the loudspeaker and they're like, we got some lost balls and screwed up here. <laughs> Has anyone lost them. balls? <laughs> and he's hiding now because as he's trying to leave, his old bully is there. Yes. There's so much going on in this scene. <laughs> And so yes. then the, the next scene is band practice. Zoe Deschanel is performing Mr. Big Stuff 
with hate in her heart <laughs> mm-hmm. I, do, I do love that she does sing all of her songs in in, in their band performances mm-hmm. yeah and so does dj oh nice and i also heard that eliza is a really good singer too and they wanted her to sing in this movie they just didn't get a chance to make that happen which i didn't know that she I- sang at all I'm surprised because at this time she was having some vocal issues because we all love that she's got like that deep raspy voice, Mm -hmm. but her doc, she like broke her vocal cords. And so she had to have, you know, kind of lessons to make sure that she was speaking at a higher pitch because if she didn't, it was really ruining her vocal cords, though. How low. Wow. Next, uh, there's this weird throwaway scene of the principal's office and Gil is called in and they think they've like found him out. And it turns out the coach is just pissed that he stole (laughs) his horse. And somehow I kind of, I don't know, checked out for this scene, but essentially the end result is that the their band is going to play at homecoming <laughs> i don't know if they were making more they like trying to get morale up or something what was this conversation it was super not weird. sure it seemed like they were like hey you did a really uh good job you know uh, getting the school spirit up basically you know like we won our first game type thing you know yeah. and then they're like what else can we do i don't know it was a weird conversation. I'm not sure. Yeah. But then then he was all like, well, you know, music or something. You know, it's like we could bring in a, I don't know, something like that. It was, it was really weird. This funk band I know <laughs> yeah. that I happen to be lead singer of. So he goes into band practice. She's angrily singing Mr. Big Stuff. And he's like, hey, we're headlining at homecoming at my new school. Yeah. And he does apologize and he calls himself an asshole. And so like, they're kind of just like, they haven't fully forgiven him, but they did, he did get him a sweet gig at homecoming. Yeah. So. And then we get like, I don't know if it's directly after this scene, but they, we do get a montage of him incorporating his friends into his mm-hmm. life at school. And again, do people not have their own classes to get like, to? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it is like him not only with his friends, but like other groups of people like that have had fights and stuff. Like essentially he's just bringing the school back together and to be like a cohesive unit again. Yeah, well, that's really because his friends do call him out and say, okay, Mm -hmm. well, if you're this popular, what are you going to do with it? Are you no better now than the people that picked on you? Yeah, that you have this power. With great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) Okay. Mary Jane. Who says the line? I know. <laughs> okay, May. Uncle Ben and well, Aunt, Aunt May, May, depending on oh which God. movie you see it. <laughs> Ooh, did I scoop you on some Marvel, Danielle? No, oh, I'm feeling really. good. <laughs> I was just doing the more recent, and you mm. did the old school version. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so then we have seen Ed a little bit prior. He is a little person. He plays the tuba. And this is when the movie goes into full, let's make fun of little people Uh mode. And I hate it because Ed's a nice guy. Like, why are you picking on him? Gil comes to his rescue and like essentially 
carries Ed up the Mount, Mount Olympus. <laughs> and like everyone is just like looking, the cowboys take their hats off and like a salute. <laughs> Danielle is noticing that Gil is doing this really nice thing. And then Gil confronts Connor about picking on Ed. He's basically bringing everyone together, all the groups, yeah. all the cliques. Making exactly. Them and yeah. Danielle goes and she, <laughs> it's like, we are the world now. She goes mm-hmm. down all the way down to the bottom of Olympus to go hug her friend. She's ignored for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she also breaks up with Connor in the scene because she finally realizes that Connor's a douchebag. I thought <laughs> like she should have broken up with him at that football game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have another montage. The football team is winning. Everyone's friends. Then we get the scene of Gil and his dad talking outside of their new home the trailer <laughs> nothing funnier in this movie than the fact that the dead sold the house and the like if i wasn't paying attention i would have just thought they always lived in this fucking trailer. <laughs> i know i know it's y'all it camping <laughs> and then gill is like swinging a marshmallow and hits his dad and the marshmallow is a flame and so dad is now on fire and he's just like oh just yeah. just drop drop and roll and like the only what this brings me back to is Dennis the Menace with <laughs> Walter Matthau where he gets the flaming marshmallow to the forehead so you've seen that movie yeah oh yeah <laughs> doesn't add up I'm carry the one it's <laughs> two no. it, it's you go to grandma's house and you watch what <laughs> she had on vhs dennis the menace just happened to be one of those movies right oh the peanut butter twins <laughs> so now gill goes to danielle's job that we didn't know she had in like this this which is the song. copeland copeland dance hall i knew it was a honky tonk of some kind yeah <laughs> Yes, and in the middle of nowhere. It's closed. And Danielle's just riding the bull for fun. Uh, we got underage bar workers now? Yeah. So in the state of Texas, you can serve, but you can't pour when you're 18. Mm-hmm. So if she's a senior, she could have potentially been a waitress. Wild Wild West out in this bitch, I tell you. (laughs) And it was her idea to wear a bandana as a top, by the way, which, whew, that blew my mind. Um, (laughs) I was like, that's not a lot of fabric. It really is. Like, Well, seriously, seeing her in that bandana as a top, riding that bull, literally made me question my sexuality at (laughs) at a very young age like I was just like wow so yeah that happened so our girl goes in and Estelle is I guess an old friend of Danielle's mom's that works the bull at this establishment and she's very judgy of Gil which my question is Estelle, where the fuck were you when she was dating the other loser? Mm-hmm. Good question. Yes. That's he all probably, I thought about. 
she probably never even met him because he was such a self-involved douchebag. He probably never went to her place of business to right. visit her. I can imagine he went for some free tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Ooh, tater tots. Gil is like trying to confess to uh, Danielle, like what is actually happening. And he's not, he's just dizzy, essentially. She makes he's like, him I'm ride- not who you think I am. Yeah. Yeah. And she- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not who you think I am. And she's like, I don't care. Your past is your past, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that same energy at the end, though? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. So, she- but like, she makes him get on the bull. Estella's not being kind as the bull operator it's so weird this this movie should be called ragdoll flying (laughs) (laughs) the amount of times this man is flown he he said he took a beating during this movie he said he yeah they threw him around a lot and then there's a, a a part in this scene where they almost kiss but estelle still working that ball disrupts that <laughs> and then Gil also finds out that his old school is playing his new school and he's like shit people can't find out and he tries to back out he's like I'm not yeah I'm not going to the game but they convince him that they need his help so mm-hmm. yeah so the the state championship game is happening there is no one in the stands for East Highland Hyde and we see <laughs> over the hill are all the fans and all the football players and the cheerleaders and Gil with fate. Everyone's got face painting like a Braveheart and Gil has the claymore, which Ken verified that is actually the Braveheart sword. Yes. President swordsmith. It's the same paint too. They found out what the paint was and used the same paint. (laughs) So Obviously, Gil is there to motivate the team and everyone charges down the hill. Do they end up winning? Yes. So they end up winning the state championship, but Barclay, the the bully from the other school. Name is Barclay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. Why I, did, thought, why I thought they were I saying that? I, I thought they were saying Berkeley the whole time. Berkeley, and I was, that's what I thought it was. No, it's Barclay because we were watching with this the t- subtitles on. And I'm gonna triple check. In the, oh on my a, I'm looking. I'm looking now. Okay. <laughs> wow, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm trying to find his name because yes, clearly. Uh, okay. <laughs> So he notices him. I do love the yes. representation that we we get a black guy bully where it's usually not. Yeah. Right. Uh, Again, yeah. did I don't not think look like he was in high school either. No. no. As grown man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like just like how many times did you get left back situation? <laughs> so he's like accusing Gil of stealing his championship game and stuff. And I'm like, how did guilty because he like <laughs> motivated some people he pulled a, a a ladybug scene you know the girl <laughs> who loved the butterflies and started with like spacing out he does that he he's so enamored by watching Gil trying to figure out like where do I know him from that he misses the past in the game that's your fault that's not on Gil no yeah Amir Baraka as Barclay 
Wow. wow. Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and now it's like this role reversal where the old school is kind of chaos and this new school is civilized and they back up Gil and they're like, you need to back off. But then Connor kind of takes Barclay aside and is like, hey, tell me what you know. Hold on. Right. Because he puts Ed in a barrel and rolls which, him down a hill. Which when you see that scene, it's like a hundred percent a doll. And he really was in the barrel. Was he? Well. Because he the, really legs, was the, the legs look like when he flies through the air, total like rag yeah, doll, yeah. but no. in the barrel. But when it shows him, like there's a there's a, a, a clip where it shows him inside the barrel rolling. Oh. So that that he was definitely in the barrel. <laughs> but when right. they they fuck him up, so pretty much, <laughs> it, you know, Gil's like, okay, I'm gonna do this. He's got tiger claw ready, and mm-hmm. before he could even do anything, they like beat his ass up. But that's that, not just beat him up. They pulled this motherfucker's underwear <laughs> up, and it's yep. like over his face. I was just like, how? But, but how? then they're like, we don't do that here. We don't. We don't do <laughs> I think it's kind of like that whole. I'm pretty chill and cool, but don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah sure yeah so Barclay and Connor kind of go off to talk about Gil and now it's homecoming it but they notice like half of the old school Rocky Creek is there and it's because Barclay and Connor have devised this master plan to tell everyone that Creed is performing right to get them all there and out Gil was this at the time when Creed was just so, it's not ironic, but it's yes. really like people wanted and we to did, see this. We did miss a, an iconic line that I'll, I don't know why this has always stuck with me, but when they're in the, the, the video music store or whatever, she's like, Eliza's like, she asks the employee, like, do y'all have the new Creed CD? And it's like <laughs> a main line. She's like, do y'all have the new Creed CD? And I'm just like, what? Lines that did not age. Wow. And Tommy Lee shows up with two girls on his arm. So fucking random. He looks like he's going to laugh in his seat. Yeah. He he looks like he's like, yeah, I know this shit's stupid. But I'm here. Right? Anyway. Oh <laughs> and then why is Zoe Deschanel dressed like Velma from Scooby-Doo in this scene? But if you look at the sides of her dress, I feel like there's like cutouts or something. It yeah, was short. Little, it, it looked was. a little sassy on the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, we it was sassy. Boob? Okay. It, it was got, sassy, like, this, Velma. Like, fluffy collar, yes. like this like, feather collar. <laughs> it's from Velma's sassy but sexy line. <laughs> Velma's lingerie line. Yeah. <laughs> so but they, then they perform the Wild yes. Cherry song. <laughs> Because of course you would have Dizzy sing play that funky music, White Boy. Uh-huh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, he pulls sun. it off. Casey in the Sunshine Band. It was band so good. I was jamming so hard to that as a kid <laughs> and earlier today. <laughs> and then the curtain opens up behind them. Gospel choir from Gene Simmons Church. From the mall. <laughs> I just want to meet one person who was 
in this scene as one of the choir singers Me too if I just one of y'all know. are out there i hope you're listening <laughs> yes please <laughs> oh my god and then so after that the all of the equipment stops and then there's the video of dizzy tied up with the rubber breasts on and they're like this is your gill no one fucking cares first and foremost <laughs> why like, get back just, to the music why did yeah. they just have that ready like how did they have that because now all the prison system is is oh they brought it to do it yeah dizzy yeah. yeah but the then the prison system shows up why yeah. yeah they were all there at the high school dance to support like, right? dizzy well because the warden likes the music oh yes <laughs> henry Rollins li- mm-hmm. loves the music not dizzy's music just the music the mm-hmm. fuck the fuck so now gil comes clean and he's like yeah that was me like but like this is me now blah 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 and everyone is, like starts booing him. I'm like, you like, like you beat up another football player for him just like the day before, and now you're gonna turn on him because he used to be geeky but is not anymore. Like these hoes ain't loyal. Yeah. <laughs> and now Nora. Zoe Deschanel's character has this major confession that she's been in love with someone. You think it's Dizzy. And then she turns around and starts making out with Glenn. And they get real sloppy real fast. And he checks her armpit. Yes. yes. Like if it wasn't shade, where are you gonna what be? What are like, you gonna do? Nah. Like, okay, can we let can we highlight Glenn's character for a second? How homophobic phobic this his scenes were because mm-hmm. he would say things and be like is that gay is yes that gay? he would is always that say that and then whenever she said he's got a brad pitt thing going on he's like kind of an Anne hache thing going on too. <laughs> yeah yeah what and then he's like did that sound gay <laughs> yeah he kept but saying that that's the 90s and 2000s it's just yes so homophobic and yes and just having tons of jokes about it and it's so so cringe yes, so cringe so cringe so we danielle looks upset in the crowd but then she shows up backstage to talk to gill and then she confesses that like she was kind of ugly duckling into a cheerleader dan swan. the man <laughs> dan the man Can and we... she looks so beautiful in that scene i yeah. love that scene with the lights that used to be my profile picture yeah but also she's it feels like she's a cat seeing the the the, the shiny things because she's like roll she like does a roll move with it she's touching the other wall i'm like is she on e what's happening right now did anyone yeah. notice that like she just yeah. wasn't standing still in that scene she's or like very weird yeah just walk towards him it was just like and then i'm gonna touch the lights <laughs> and then i'm going to touch the wall it was an artistic choice like bitch if you don't get through this i'm dizzy (laughs) yeah you're right it was very very awkward so i after her confession she's like essentially i can't be mad at you because i did the same fucking thing and then they kiss um and then you you and your r&b references (laughs) 
And then we see the prisoners or the guards have taken care of Barclay and Connor, and now they've got the rubber breasts on, all tied up in dresses. <laughs> Shake mm-hmm. them titties, girls. <laughs> and then this is where the story concludes, and you find out Luther was telling this story to David Hasselhoff <laughs> in jail, the right? Whole time. Yes. What? I don't know. He was apparently <laughs> visiting him or something. I, Telling what? him the story about this kid's life. <laughs> like, why do I care? And then during the credit scene, there's bloopers. I love a credits and credits with bloopers. But then there's this weird right off into the sunset on the, the coach's horse. And then Daniel falls off. And it yeah. wasn't them. Oh. I just, and I just found that out. earlier when I was watching that and I was like man that kind of ruins it for me because I didn't know that it wasn't (laughs) them I thought it was always them but it wasn't (laughs) and that is the new guy (laughs) (laughs) I do want to say that the name of this movie in Spain is Los Feos Tambian Mohan okay I said that really bad yeah Um, but the ugly guys also get laid I was also going to say that too. Yes, the ugly guys also get laid. And I apologize for my horrible pronunciation. I'm going to make Laura call in to the <laughs> drop and uh, what? pronounce what? Yes, please. I... <laughs> okay, let's... Los, fe... Los Feos. I took four years of Spanish. I know. <laughs> so tragic. I took zero, so can't blame me. Tambien <laughs> Mohan. So let's be- see. Before we get into our ratings, Megan, why don't you tell everyone your social handles so they can go check out your page on Instagram? Okay. My um, blog page is at 1999 Vibes with two eyes. And my movie collection page is at Tape Girl with two eyes as well. So, yeah, if you want to follow me, that's where you find me. And you can always check us out on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at No More Late Fees. All right, Megan, I doubt (laughs) we're going to be surprised, but what is your rating, your current day rating? Current day rating, it's still the same. I own this movie on every (laughs) on every you know format you can own it on VHS, DVD, the the director's cut dvd i even have a dvd that is the new guy and can't hardly wait combo i i I will always buy this movie if i see it out in the wild (laughs) and i think it just has like nostalgic ties for me i can see somebody watching it nowadays and being like what this doesn't like it there's a lot of jokes that just don't um age well in this in this movie but um watching it for the first time when i was like 10 or 11 it was so funny i probably pissed my pants watching it (laughs) and like I said the music alone was just enough for me to just love it fall in love with it you know and of course Eliza is just always fun to watch yes she is yeah I I, it's not changing I'm sorry it's still the same day until I mean I may watch the little boy boogieing down (laughs) at the beginning it's a two-day rental for me I probably would like if it just shows up on TV and I, I might just have it on in the backgrounds. There were moments, I can say there were moments where I, I did laugh out loud because it was just so fucking stupid. But I, 
I think just us going through the, this always happens when I hate the movie or when I'm watching it and I'm just like, God, when is it over? But then we do the, ep- the episode and I have so much fun retelling and talking about it that it makes me think that I like the movie now. Seriously, so. this just, if anything, this just made me love it more. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's so, it's bad. Yeah, I love this movie so much. <laughs> Well, if you agree what what we have to say, or you want to properly tell us how to pr- pronunciate the Spanish that <laughs> I botched, please don't laugh at me. I, I tried really hard. Then you should hit up our quick drop. What's the number, Jackie? 909-601-NMLF, 909-601-6653. You can also twat us at the Twitter or leave a voicemail at our Anchor FM account. Give us feedback. Like Danielle said, tell us, or give us some corrections, how to correctly pronounce a name in uh, Spanish, suggest future movies, tell us your blockbuster video stories, favorite moments, and you could be featured on a future episode. And join us next week for the Hillary Duff movie, Raise Your Voice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And as always, be kind and rewind.